Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa, and I'm going to be sharing an amazing archaeological discovery with you today. Just a quick reminder before the episode starts, all sources and images will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find the link in the episode description as well as on Instagram at accessible.art.history. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. This week, I'm discussing one of the most magnificent prehistoric sites ever discovered. Located in northern Spain, the cave of Altamira contains amazing prehistoric polychrome paintings that tell us about life long, long ago. In fact, these paintings were first used as evidence that prehistoric people even had the capacity to create art. This was quite controversial at the time, and it's something we will explore later in this episode. So to learn more, keep on listening. And one quick note before we get started, I wanted to thank the Provincia family for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. In 1879, law expert and amateur archaeologist Marcelino Sanz de Sautala e Perduquia was led to the cave by his eight-year-old daughter Maria. She had been playing on the family's property when she discovered the cave and wanted to show her father. Inside was something more amazing than he could have ever imagined. While he was busy looking at the cave and the floor, Maria looked up, as children tend to do. It was then that the true beauty of the site was revealed. The cave was filled with dozens upon dozens of paintings, mainly consisting of animals, though there are a few handprints and anthropomorphic figures. They include images of a herd of extinct steppe bison, the most frequently seen animal, a couple of horses, a large deer, and a wild boar. Immediately, De Satula knew that he had stumbled upon something special. He had recently seen Paleolithic images at the World Expo in Paris, and he saw similarities between those and his newly discovered paintings. So he engaged archaeologist Juan Villanova y Peria from the University of Madrid to help him excavate and study the cave. In 1880, the duo published their report stating that they believed the paintings were made by Paleolithic people that had lived in the area tens of thousands of years ago. The discovery by De Sautaula was just the tip of the iceberg, however. After many years of excavation and study, 18 caves were discovered in the area, all containing prehistoric images. The main cave, known as the Altamira Cave, is 971 feet or 296 meters long. The main chamber that contains the majority of the painting measures at 60 by 30 feet or 18 by 9 meters and with a varying height from 3.8 to 8.7 feet or 1.2 to 2.7 meters. An animal shoulder blade that was used as a tool was discovered during excavations and was dated using the radiocarbon method. The animal it belonged to lived approximately 14,480 years ago, putting occupation of the site squarely in the Paleolithic era. Due to the natural formations and seclusion of the caves, the images were incredibly well preserved, especially for being tens of thousands of years old. As mentioned earlier, the cave system is filled with images of animals, hands, and other figures. And make sure you check out the blog post so you can see just how amazing and detailed they are. The biggest figure is that of a doe. She measures an astonishing 8.2 or 2.5 meters long. To create these paintings, the prehistoric artist used natural pigments in red and black hues, though there are some violet highlights. However, before the pigment was applied, the artist would typically use tools, like the animal shoulder blade I mentioned earlier, to engrave the images into stone. Another fascinating part of this cave is where they were created. They were likely made in the space because it took advantage of the natural contours and outlines. The ancient artists realized that this gave their paintings a sense of three-dimensionality. This type of cognition is astounding, especially given the age of these works, between 21,000 and 11,000 years ago. Next, I'm going to discuss more about the discovery of Altamira, but first, let's take a quick break.
brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, my name is Annalisa, and I'm the founder of Accessible Art History. My goal is to bring art history content to anyone that is curious. All my platforms can be accessed for free, but there are ways that you can support the cause. If you enjoy this episode, please consider leaving a rate and review on your favorite platform. I also have a Patreon and a Buy Me A Coffee account set up if you feel inclined to support Accessible Art History monetarily. However, I will always work to bring content for free because I believe that education should be accessible for those who want and need it. Thank you for listening, and now let's get back to the episode. All right, now that we're back, let's take a look at the artist who created these amazing images. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, the caves were painted tens of thousands of years ago. Additional scientific tests have shown that the cave was utilized during two separate Paleolithic periods, the Soltrian, about 21,000 to 17,000 years ago, and the Magdalenian, about 17,000 to 11,000 years ago. This aligns with the development of what science considers, quote, modern humans in Europe. Although we'll never know who the artists were specifically, we do know that they were curious about the world around them, curious enough to expend precious calories finding materials, creating pigment, engraving shapes, and then painting them. At a time where life was transient and fleeting, they wanted to memorialize what they saw. It's a remarkable element of humanity, something we still do to this day. And what would an archaeological discovery be without a healthy dose of controversy? When Marcelino Sanz de Satula e Periduccia and Juan Villanova e Peria initially published their findings and theories, they were ridiculed by the scientific and archaeological communities. People simply couldn't believe that early humans were capable of creating something so incredible. In addition, the paintings were in remarkably good shape for being so old. Although we know now it was due to climate and location of the caves, dissenters believed it was because De Sotula had forged them. This took a toll on De Sotula because he couldn't get anybody to believe that he had uncovered something incredible about our shared past. Sadly, he died only a few years after the publication in 1888. His daughter Maria stated that finding the caves was, quote, the greatest adventure of my life and also my bitterest disappointment, end quote, because it caused her father to die, ridiculed and depressed. Within the next several decades, other prehistoric cave art sites were discovered across Europe. Suddenly, scientists and archaeologists realized that De Satula was right. These images were made by early humans. By 1902, it became an accepted theory in the community. Today, the caves at Altamira are a Spanish national treasure. For decades, visitors were allowed to walk through the caves and experience the art in person. However, carbon dioxide and water vapor began damaging the paintings, and eventually, mold also began to grow. Visitation was limited to a few scientists a year, though in recent years, a lottery system has been set up to allow a few lucky guests the opportunity to explore the caves in person 
in full biohazard gear, of course. However, there is still a way you can see the caves. In 2001, a replica cave filled with replica art was built near the site so that visitors could experience the wonder without risking any damage to the ancient masterpieces. In 1985, the 18 caves of the Altamira system were made a UNESCO World Heritage Site because of how they represented how humans began to think about themselves and the world around them. According to their website, the works represent, quote, an exceptional testimony to the cultural tradition and as outstanding illustrations of a significant stage in human history, end quote. The Altamira Caves are remarkable because they show us how humanity's desire to show the world around them started thousands and thousands of years ago. It's amazing how art connects us from the prehistoric world to ours. And make sure to tune in next week when I discuss one of my personal favorite archaeological discoveries, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history and keep an eye out for the next episode. They drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform. If you prefer to listen on YouTube, episodes will start being uploaded in a few weeks, so subscribe there too.